My mother's people were all coal miners. My father's people were all steel workers. They all worked in the mills. I don't believe in miracles. I believe in Pittsburgh. We play for city and country. The city is Pittsburgh. And this is Steelers country. All right, this is Steeler country. I'm your host, Tony. Welcome back. I missed last week's podcast. I didn't get to do one after the Browns game. Uh, kind of worked out because the games against the Browns and Colts were very similar. And really on a micro level, I didn't really have much to say about uh, the wins over either team, right? The Steelers won those games because they were the better football team. Right now, they just have a better football team than the Cleveland Browns uh, or the Indianapolis Colts, especially without Andrew Luck. Uh, and so those games were kind of, you know, by the numbers uh, games. I-, I think it's impressive at this point in the season that this team is going on the road and winning games that they should win uh, pretty handily. Neither game really ever um, in jeopardy. Uh, And and that's nice to see, especially when you consider where this team was three, four weeks ago when everyone was doubting its ability to beat bad teams, win on the road. I was certainly one of those people. Um, So this is good, right? We're now six and five. We've righted the ship. Um, After after Dallas, everybody was was abandoning ship on this thing, you know, somewhat myself included, right? You know, four and five. After Dallas, it didn't look good. They they lost in a, a kind of a heartbreaking way. Uh, but now that we've had two weeks to kind of simmer on that and, and, and kind of get our minds right with a couple of wins, you now look back at this season, and there really isn't a loss that you look at and that you're really disgusted by, right? The loss to Philly, Philly's a 5-5 five and five team right now, or 6-5 and five team, whatever they are. Um, you know, they're not, they're not a bad football team. Um, they're certainly going to be in there in the playoff hunt near the end. They're, they're a frisky team. They're in it with every team that they play. Uh, we happened to play poorly on that day, and they played a very, very good game. Again, it was their Super Bowl at the time. Uh, the De- the Miami Dolphins probably the worst loss on the season at the time. They were one in four. Uh, certainly a game that everyone expected the Steelers to go in and just absolutely roll the Dolphins. Uh, first of all, Ben got hurt in that game. Second of all, the Miami Dolphins are not a bad football team, uh, and and they have gotten better and better as as the weeks have gone on since that game. So, uh, not a bad loss at all. Especially now, as you look at it, they're seven and four. They're one of the hottest teams in the AFC. Certainly, no one wants to play them now. Um, and they kind of got started on that role, unfortunately, against the Steelers. Um, then we lose to the Patriots with Landry, again, whatever. Uh, the Baltimore game is probably now, as you look back, our worst loss. Uh, but that was one where Ben coming back from injury, maybe a little too early. Certainly had didn't have his legs under him. Um, we couldn't get the running game going, and we just really couldn't get the offense going whatsoever. And now you look back at that Dallas game, and yeah, you know what? We were really competitive in that game. Defense kind of let us down at some moments. Offense had its chances. Um, and, and certainly offense put us in, in a position to win that football game. And it was, a, it was one that came right down to the wire. We went down to the wire with the best team in football. Um, so really that's what I want to talk about on today's podcast. I'm not interested in, in, in breaking down the tape or, or anything about the Cleveland win or the Indianapolis win. We were better than those football teams. Uh, we have a better offense. We have a better defense. Uh, we're, we're better coached. Uh, this is a team right now that is starting to find its way back to where everyone thought they should be. This was a team that was 4-1 and one after they beat the New York Jets. They kind of floundered from that point, um, and they're kind of finding themselves now. And I think you can, 
you can safely say that because they were able to go on the road against those teams, um, against those bad teams, and win handily, like a team should. Um, they now have a chance against the Giants to prove that they are among the elite by beating one of the elite. The Giants are now 8-3 and three, um, among the class of the AFC, you know, a couple games back of Dallas in that division. But again, they would be winning any other division in their conference. Um, so they're, the, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're one of the best teams right now, and the Steelers beating them would, be, would send a message to the rest of the NFL that the Steelers are back. Um, what does it mean that the Steelers are back? Well, I think that, first of all, we have to start with the defense, right? Where is the defense right now? I talked about on this podcast two weeks ago how much I didn't like the aggressiveness that this team was bringing because of not, not just I didn't like the aggressiveness, but I didn't like the way that they were approaching that aggressiveness in leaving guys in coverage that they shouldn't, you know, not uh, they were exposing themselves to their own weakness. Um, and, and I, look, we're not, no, no one in Cleveland is going to, is going to expose us for our weakness. And, and Scott Tolzien in Indy wasn't going to be exposing us for our weakness. Um, so it's hard for me to gauge right now, um, whether or not those holes have been sufficiently filled. But in the last two weeks, look, Artie Burns has played well. The entire defense has played well. The subtraction of Cam Hayward has meant that Tewitt and Hay and, uh, Hargrave had to play more. Ricardo Matthews had to play more. And, and overall, this team has just played better defense, but against worse opponents. Certainly against worse opponents. Um, I give Keith Butler credit because the adjustments that he's made has made us a better football team as far as making big plays, making splash plays, getting big sacks, putting teams in awkward situations, uh, causing turnovers. Uh, and and they did, he did that against bad teams. Now, this the schedule down the stretch is going to call for this kind of thing, right? Doing this to Buffalo, it, you know, doing this to Cleveland again, doing this to Joe Flacco, um, those are doing this to Andy Dalton is going to be key as we look at the second half of the season or, or the second, uh, the last third of the season. Um, but this game against the Giants is going to be interesting because, again, this is a team that has those kind of playmakers that can exploit us. You know, the Sterling Shepherds, the, the Odell Beckham Juniors, um, Rashard Jennings, you know, this is a team that can exploit what the Steelers don't do well, which is, you know, they have been giving up bigger and bigger plays. They haven't done it in the last two weeks. I give them credit for that. But again, it's something that I worry about as we go forward. I do like to see that this team is settling in on a starting lineup. Ryan Chazier is back in. It's not a rotation between him and Vince Williams. Bud Dupree is back into the lineup. They have Anthony Ciccolo now in a, in a, a semi-starting role. Uh, James Harrison is much more of an impact player on that defense and getting more reps. Um, I, I like that they've kind of settled in on the guys that they think they can win with down the stretch. Um, William Gay in a nickel position, Artie Burns starting on the outside, and, and then Sean Davis taking over for Robert Golden. Really, the safety play was something that was a strength of this team in those first couple of weeks and really fell off since then, and now has kind of come back and become a real strength. I think Mike Mitchell played a, a fantastic game against the Indianapolis Colts, and... Uh, Sean Davis has been very, very good in that in that safety position, um, much more comfortable than he was in the nickel. So I give Keith Butler a bunch of credit there. Again, you know, defensively are returning the corner. We don't know yet. You know, it's kind of skewed the numbers these last two games. We got so many sacks and so much pressure and so many turnovers that it's really skewed the numbers. You know, you look at you look at uh, Football Outsiders DVOA report, and, and the Steelers ranked like 11th in defense right now. You know, we we've become almost a top 10 defense overnight. And I just don't buy into it yet. Look, I believe that this defense can turn the corner this way and can become, you know, some, a, 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 a above average defense. They did last year. They they this defense at the end of last season was the real strength of the team. And as the offense kind of got more and more depleted as the year went on, 
uh, and we got into the playoffs. It was the defense that kind of helped us and carried us through those games. Those were two low-scoring playoff games that the Steelers were in both of those games the entire way, uh, largely because the defense uh, was able to make stops in big moments and allow that offense to kind of find its rhythm um, in both games. We're going to need that at the end of this season. Right? I think offensively we're in a much better position than we were last year. We're, we're certainly much, much healthier. Uh, but if, the, if this defense can kind of approach what it started to do at the end of last season, you know, that's when we start to talk about this team being uh, the kind of contender that we thought they could be earlier in the year. Switching to the offensive side of the ball, uh, like I said, this is, this is an offense that has found uh, its rhythm now. It is, it is fully healthy uh, when it comes to Ben, Bell, and Brown. They've got Ladarius Green working out there. Sammy Coates is coming back from that injury. Uh, Hayward Bay should be back in a couple weeks. It's interesting to look at that wide receiving core because at the beginning of the year, you know, the Martavis suspension um, was kind of a big deal that, that a lot of Steelers fans downplayed, myself included. You know, I called him an icing on the cake type of player, uh, a, a player that the Steelers didn't really need to win a Super Bowl, uh, didn't need to, to take that next step, didn't need him to be a great offense. Uh, and I think the Steelers proved this year that, that my point, right, there was times this year where this team has been legitimately great on offense, and they did it without Martavis. The, the difference there is that guys like Sammy Coates, guys like Eli Rogers, guys like Darius Hayward Bay were there to step up. Now, as this season has gone on, the injuries at wide receiver have kind of gotten worse and worse. And it started with just Wheaton was hurt, then Eli Rogers got hurt, then Sammy broke his fingers, and that's really where the season changed. Because Sammy Coates, you know, Eli Rogers has been the slot receiver guy, um, you know, a, a dependable guy, but not, not someone who we're going to rely on to be a real number two. He's not going to come up with, with huge catches, uh, playmaking type catches. He's more of a guy who's a situational receiver, but going to come up with big plays in those situations, kind of work the middle of the field. But we needed another outside guy. Uh, Wheaton could have been that guy, got, got hurt in training camp, never was the same. Now he's on IR. Um, Darius Hayward Bay was that guy. Again, he's hurt again. Uh, and he again, he's, he's kind of a known quantity type. Uh, not going to be a breakout star, but certainly uh, an ideal guy for just situational football again, making plays in big moments. Um, but the guy who was really emerging at that position to be the Martavis type, the playmaker, um, the emerging talent was Sammy Coates. Uh, Sammy breaking those fingers against the Jets has really set the offense back because not only when he, not only did he get hurt, but Hayward Bay getting hurt and Eli Rogers getting hurt uh, and Marcus Wheaton getting hurt meant that this team was down to at points in the season just Antonio Brown and then a practice squad guy, Kobe Hamilton. And give Kobe Hamilton a bunch of credit because he stepped in and has played pretty decently well for a guy who you know was only on the practice squad a couple weeks ago. Um, and a guy who I think has earned that roster spot at this point. Um, and as we project into 2017, when you look at the fact that Marcus Wheaton is a free agent, are the Steelers really going to spend money to bring him back? Knowing that they not only have Martavis coming back, they have Sammy Coates, they still have uh, Eli Rogers, and then they have Darius Hayward Bay under contract. And you have a guy like Kobe Hamilton who, you know, going into year two, three, four, what are we going to do with him? I don't think there's any chance we bring Marcus Wheaton back. Um, so... The wide receiving core is, right now, with Hayward Bay still hurt, with Wheaton uh, out for the season, uh, it is really reliant on Antonio Brown and Eli Rogers to kind of run the show and then supplement their talents with guys like Le'Veon Bell out of the backfield, Ladarius Green at tight end, um, and trying to work Sammy Coates back in. The Steelers tried to work Sammy back in against Indianapolis without success, really just working him on the long ball. I'd like to see him 
running the full route tree or more of the route tree than just those go routes. Uh, I know that that's the easiest way to work him back in because that's kind of where he, he found his explosion early in the year. Uh, but like to see him get more involved in the offense, and I think we will. And again, you know, there's an article written on Steelers Depot that says, uh, it's a good article, you know, Sammy Coates holds the key to this team's Super Bowl aspirations. I think there's some truth to that. I think the real key there, though, I think the, the point that they're trying to make, in, and I don't think they're fair to just put it all on Sammy Coates, the Steelers' Super Bowl aspirations rely on the Steelers finding a legitimate number two target who isn't Antonio Brown or Le'Veon, right? To find the next, to find the Martavis Bryant. You know, to go back to Martavis's suspension. They need to find the Martavis on this team, if they have one, and that's gonna that will be the key to unlocking the Super Bowl success of this team. It could be Sammy Coates. It, it certainly has looked like at times this year it was gonna be Sammy Coates, but it doesn't necessarily have to be, right? Kobe Hamilton, you know, could break out. Um, I mean, that seems unlikely to me, but again, he is a he, he is a young guy on this team who we've seen make plays um, and certainly could break out. Although again, it does seem unlikely. But I think the the next candidate really is Ladarius Green. Um, here's a guy who was a big playmaker in San Diego, brought him in with a lot of aspirations of him being that big athletic tight end um, in, a, in a league full of them, Greg Olson, Jimmy Graham, Rob Gronkowski, you know, the, the dominating Delaney Walker, the dominating tight end, the tight end you cannot cover. Um, if the Steelers find that, well, then that covers up the weaknesses that they have at that number two uh, receiver position. Um, this offense right now revolves around Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, 70-whatever percent of the offense goes through A.B. and Le'Veon. It, it did, and it did two years ago. You know, the Steelers found the last time these two guys, or these three guys, um, Bell, Ben, and Brown were all healthy, was 2014. And at the end of the year, you know, it was something like 60% of the offense went through Le'Veon. And, uh, and when you added in A.B., it was something like 78 to 80% of the offense went through those, well, went through those guys. It's got to be that again, right? Those are your real playmakers. Those are the guys. Uh, who are going to make this thing go. But that other 20% is just as important, right? you got to get Eli Rogers in there, and he's doing a good job. He did a great job against Indy. Um, he's making big plays at big moments, just like we said he would. Um, and Ladarius has kind of entered himself into that offense. They've tried to work him in since the Dallas game, um, working him in at the goal line. They haven't been successful doing that yet, but they did find him on a couple of vertical routes this week. Um, and, and I like to see that. Again, stretching the field with your tight end is something the Steelers haven't done ever, and if they can start to do that now, it just adds another wrinkle to the offense. Um, the Steelers cannot get predictable on offense. You know, they're, they're starting to rely so much on A.B. and Le'Veon that you, you wonder when it comes time to face the better defenses in the NFL, and this will happen in the playoffs. When they start to try to take Le'Veon away, when they start to try to take A.B. away, what happens to this offense? We saw Miami do this, taking A.B. away. Uh, we saw Baltimore do this uh, with success, right? What do the Steelers rely on then? Where do they go with the ball at that point? Um, and so I'm interested to see how this team is able to work that out. I think Sammy Coates is the guy. And if Sammy Coates isn't the guy, I think Ladarius is the guy. Um, and that's, you know, like, like that Steeler Depot article says, it is, it is the key to, to unlocking this team's Super Bowl success. Um, so looking back at the macro picture now, you know, the Steelers are six and five. Um, they have five games left. Four of those games, I think should be, you know, relatively easy wins for this football team at Buffalo is, is difficult only because it is in Buffalo. Um, 
The, the game against Cincinnati should be a win. This is a team that plays well against Cincinnati anyway, and they're already, and you know, they're dealing with uh, a poor season, a season in which their coach is probably going to get fired. Uh, Andy Dalton not playing well. They've lost A.J. Green. They've lost Gio Bernard. Um, you know, they've lost a lot of playmakers on that team. That is a game the Steelers, again, should win. And then you have the last two games of the season, uh, home for Baltimore, which what could be uh, the, the division siding game, the division decider, uh, and then a home for, for Cleveland. Again, the Steelers' schedule <clears throat> is only tough. It is only tough. You look at it, it's only tough because there are those two road games left. Um, and Steelers on the road scares people. But again, we just went through this against Cincinnati, or against Cleveland, against Indy. Um, I, I think that this team has kind of turned a corner there when it comes to they just play so poorly on the road. This week's game against the Giants is, is humongous. Um, and like I said, this is an opportunity for the Steelers to reinsert themselves into the conversation as one of the contenders in the NFL. There is no great team this year. Everyone keeps saying it. Everyone's a broken record, uh, and I'll join in on that. There is no great team this year. There is no team that has no flaw that is just, oh, no, how are we going to stop the, you know, Team X, right? The, the Patriots are very, very good, uh, but they are, they are just as susceptible as anyone else. Um, they have a bad defense. Um, they can be uh, shut down offensively. They rely a lot on Rob Gronkowski, a guy who is at various points uh, during the season uh, injured and or not playing. Um, so you look at Oakland. I mean, again, Oakland's got a bad defense. Offensively, they're hit or miss. Um, you look at got teams like Houston. I mean, Houston scares nobody. Baltimore scares nobody. Kansas City scares nobody. Denver's offense leaves a bunch to be desired. So in the AFC, it's of course, it's wide open. You've got to think Oakland and New England are the two favorites there, um, but only because they're going to get the one and two seed and have home games in the playoffs. In the NFC, you know, Seattle just lost to, to Tampa Bay. Uh, Atlanta, you know, they have, a ton, they have a really good offense. Is their defense good enough? Um, and then you've got teams like Minnesota and Detroit and Green Bay and Tampa. And, you know, who scares you out of those teams? Then you've got the entire NFC East where no one knows what to make of any of those teams. You've got Dallas. They look great. But, again, they're led by two rookies. And so when you think about, yes, in the regular season, rookies can be good. The Steelers have lived this. The Steelers were 15-1 and with Ben Roethlisberger. We got roasted in the playoffs by the New England Patriots, a much more veteran team, a team that had been to the playoffs, that had seen these kind of things before. Um, and so you wonder in the playoffs how Dak Prescott and Zeke are going to react to that atmosphere. Um, the Giants, again, you know, who knows what to make of the Giants. Their defense has made a, a great turnaround this year. Eli's playing very well. They have offensive playmakers. But again, do they really scare you? Are they really a team that no one wants to play? They were struggling against the Browns. The Redskins, up and down team. The Eagles, yeah, feisty, but not a team that you can really rely on to win football games. Um, so no, no one in the NFL really scares me right now. And the Steelers have an opportunity against the Giants to reinsert themselves into that conversation. So to wrap this thing up, yeah, I mean, I think this team is is in a good spot um, offensively. You know, let's just keep doing what we're doing. No, nothing is going poorly on the offensive side of the football. Keep getting the ball. <coughs> excuse me. Keep getting the ball to Le'Veon Bell. Keep getting the ball to AB. Um, we got to continue to get Sammy Coates involved in the offense. We have to find. Uh, out what Ladarius Green brings to the table. Um, I know they want to make him a red zone threat. Um, they found him in the vertical passing game. Let's continue to get him reps. Let's con continue to, to get him targets um, and see what he can do. Eli Rogers, again, just continue working him in. The offensive line has been very, very good. 
Um, and as long as this team isn't turning the ball over or shooting itself in the foot with penalties on offense, um, this thing just go, go, goes. We saw that against against Indy. Um, it was just a you know an offensive display, uh, especially with AB catching those touchdowns. Uh, really a sight to see. Defensively, look, you know, I was talking to Joe uh, on Thanksgiving, you know, and he was saying jokingly, I can't wait for these think pieces to come out uh, after these games, talking about how good the Steelers' defense is beating the Browns and Colts. Um, and I think that, you know, that's really where I am, right? It's a wait-and-see approach with this defense. Yes, they played well against the Browns. Yes, they played well against the Colts. But it was the Browns and it was the, the Andrew Luck-less Colts. Um, so let's wait and see what this team does against the Giants. There's every every possibility that they take a big step backwards in this game. But I like that Bud's back. Uh, Bud's got an energy out there. I thought he played well against Indy. Uh, I think Javon Hargrave has played so much better uh, now that he's gotten real reps in place of Cam Hayward. Tewitt has kind of taken it on his shoulders to kind of uh, be the Cam Hayward now, to kind of take the the mantle uh, of the defensive line. Shazier's playing well. Um, Artie Burns is playing well. Ross Cockrell, uh, you know, not not been as good as he was uh, for those four weeks, but um, certainly still playing well. And I think the emergence of the safeties now with Mike Mitchell and uh, Sean Davis, if they can continue this play, look, defensively, we're just going to keep getting better and better, right? We have a very young team now. They've decided at this point because of injury or, or because of, um, you know, just reps um, that they want to get the young guys the playing time. They want to get Artie Burns playing time. They want to get Sean Davis playing time. They want to get Javon Hargrave uh, playing time. And that's fine. You know, we're, we're going to be led by a very young team. Then let's do it. Let's get these guys the reps. Maybe this team is a year away. Maybe we are a year away. Maybe we get into the playoffs. And, and everything I said about Dak Prescott and Zeke is the, is the same for Artie Burns and Sean Davis and, and Javon Hargrave. And the, the moment is just too big for that defense. And we end up getting roasted by New England or by, uh, by Oakland. You know, that can very much happen. But I think let's just see this defense mature now a little bit. Let's see them find their find themselves. Uh, certainly, they haven't played perfect football at all this year. Uh, and they probably won't, but let's, let's see them get closer to perfection because certainly the last two games have been much better than anything we've seen before it. Um, so, and overall, I think, look, I, I said this year that the Steelers team, uh, the thing that was going to keep this team away from a Super Bowl is going to be injuries. Um, that injury hit, right? The Ben Roethlisberger injury kept this team from being uh, a number one or two seed in the playoffs. The best we're going to hope for right now is we're probably going to beat the Texans uh, in tiebreaker or in record overall. Uh, this team is destined for, I believe, something like 11-5 and five or 10-6. and six. That wins the division, and that gets us probably the three seed, which means at the sixth seed, we're probably going to either have a rematch with Kansas City or a rematch with Miami, uh, and then there's an outside chance that we would have a game like uh, against the Denver Broncos. Um, any of None of those teams scare me as a Steelers fan. I think the Steelers have as good a chance as any uh, to win that football game, a home game in the playoffs. And then you've got to take your chances. You've got to go on the road now. That This is the problem, right? The injury means that you have to go on the road and beat Oakland, or you have to go on the road and beat New England. And then after you do that, you have to go on the road and beat the other one, right? Uh, and that's why I think this team is probably a year away from a real Super Bowl run, but um, you know, let's enjoy this ride a- as it goes, and let's let's start by watching this team beat the New York Giants on Sunday. I will see you next week.